if it was the case that I could not produce anything in my life. So if I was crippled or something like that, or had a traumatic brain injury, um, would I still be enough before God? Like you can't preach anymore. You yeah, can't, right. You can't can't visit people vocationally. Can't, can't write anything. Yeah. Can't, yeah. If if I could not contribute anymore, would my worth be gone? Would I be worthless? And I think that's a question that we is useful because it helps us clarify what Sabbath is. Yeah. So. I want to talk a little bit about okay, what does Sabbath look like? Mm-hmm. Like, what are and maybe you can go around and just kind of talk about mm-hmm. what does practice of Sabbath look like? Um, I guess I'll start. Um, I don't check my emails on Fridays because you want to ruin a day off. Yeah. <laughs> check an email and you're going to get stressed and you're going to think and problems need to be solved and you can't turn your mind off. There has to be a day for me where I don't have any email and I have minimal phone interaction. Um, I take the dog for a long, long walk. I just really want to enjoy the creation. I want to enjoy maybe a type of food or drink that I'm going to splurge on a little bit, like maybe try something that, hey, I haven't had this before. Looks good. Street tacos, IPAs, whatever. And then um, naps are great. And then Hmm. also reading the Bible without any agenda. Hmm. Uh, Just, I'm going to read scripture for scripture um, prayer goes hand in hand with the walking and the dog, you know, being out and praying and all that. And then, you know, time with family, you know, we've got these rhythms of like, Hey, we're going to just set aside some time to be together and without anything. And by the way, shuttling kids around in the, in, in, I don't have a minivan. <laughs> I almost said the minivan, but I haven't arrived at that. Um, you've got a minivan. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's do, the way to go. Do you have a minivan? I don't. Yeah. No, um, it's been thought about. Yeah, it's been, it really it's has. a real good investment. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> um, like going constantly to sports and stuff like that, that's not Sabbath. Like there are these things mm-hmm. in our lives that are not Sabbath that we might think are Sabbath. And mm. like it, it's, it's let's slow down the pace. That's what Sabbath is for me. I'm going to toss it over to you. Uh, yeah, I think, I think the, point of sabbath is like delight and Mm -hmm. so i i like what you're talking about just like trying new foods and um finding the things that really fill you up and i think when i was starting to practice sabbath i would almost feel like guilty like i'm taking too much time or like i'm splurging or whatever and i just started to embrace being guilty or not just being greedy with all the things that I delight in. So I delight in, you know, uh, yeah, going to work out, you know, spending extra time doing that or doing yard work that I enjoy, right? I'm gonna, or just tinkering around in the garage. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I'm not gonna feel like I should be doing something else. I'm just going to embrace, I'm eating good food today. I'm hanging out with my, my kids today and just really trying to delight in, these are awesome things that, I'm going to soak it up. So I think delight is the word that really mm-hmm. I try to find. And I think for us, actually, Megan and I, we went through some of this material and tried to do a 24-hour period of Sabbath. And one of the things we did was start to cook um, before. So we would prepare all of our meals 
So just like crock pot or whatever. And so that means that day we weren't having to stop our activities, pause and spend an hour cooking or whatever. We would just heat it up or mm. it would already be heated up. So that was really nice because neither of us really love to cook. Yeah. So for us, it was about preparing for that day of just as much delight as possible with as least amount of inter- interruption. And it takes know. some intentionality. It right? does. You know, like yeah. You really have to be kind of in, like you have to think ahead a little bit. Like, yeah, hey, I think I might do the dishes on Thursday night, you know? Right. Um, so, but it's kind of, it's kind of like Christmas, you know, it's like if in order to have a good Christmas, you have to wrap your presents, you yeah. know, you have to kind of get ahead of it a little bit. And then when the day comes, you can just enjoy. Yeah, it makes me think about, um, you know, our our Jewish brothers and sisters where Sabbath is so foundational Mm -hmm. to their rituals that um, the triggering of Sabbath, I mean, the kids are running in the streets, screaming, like they're excited, they're happy. Mm -hmm. And there's these markers that begin that time. You know, I heard you talk about food, you know, maybe for some Mm -hmm. that's kind of a, a marker of, of beginning. And uh, I don't know, I just kind of feel like I'd be a little remiss. You listening might be like me thinking, oh gosh, they've got well-oiled plans and practices. Right. <laughs> and I think if the three of us were completely honest with one another, we would likely say it took some time of mm. building and practicing and yeah. shifting. And, and forgetting then it, and yeah, rediscovering. And it, yeah. Right, and uh-huh. it didn't always pan out in the ways that you thought. And, and so, you regress Yep. and then you get better. And like, we haven't done that whole food thing for a long time now, but it was good when it lasted. Yeah. <laughs> we could get back to it. It'd be great. Well, and you go through different seasons of life too. Like, yeah. I mean, Sabbath is going to look a lot different if you don't have kids. If you've got a newborn in the house, if you've got, you know, if you've got a change in like your job rhythm or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because as I think about what Sabbath is for me, I don't know if any other moms can relate, but for me, I want a little sensory rest on Sabbath. Mm. Now that doesn't mean I don't love my children, I don't love my husband, but part of stopping and resting and slowing for me, um, sensory rest really, really is important. And so how you know I tag team with my husband to, to make that all work and pan out in such a way where he can also have the same, um, that takes some strategizing. And so I certainly don't want someone to feel like, oh gosh, is this an escape from my kids? Or does this mm. mean I'm like attached to my kids all day? You know, if you have kids, um, may you see the freedom in partnering as a family to navigate what that looks like. Yeah, that's a good point. So when you say sensory rest, you mean mommy, 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 mommy. <laughs> Nobody's asking you questions. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Have you heard there's like sensory deprivation therapy? Have you heard about that? No, maybe I need to sign up. I I suggest, (laughs) but it's like, there was this thing, you know, it's, it's kind of popular, but it's basically you go into a small pool, like a personal pool and it's completely pitch black and you're just sitting there kind of weightlessly floating for like 30 minutes and there's zero sense, like there's zero senses in your eyes and your ears. You have like you know, sound deadening stuff around your ears. And the point is just to have zero sense input. And some people fall in love with it. And some people, like the most of the time, people like freak out a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's supposed to be like resting all your nerves, right? Resting all those 
things that rarely get a mm. true break. That sounds very sophisticated. I would just take staring at the wall. Um, <laughs> that's kind of my method. Yeah. 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 To each their own, you know? <laughs> well, and there's not a lot of spaces in our lives where we actually have silence. And, mm -hmm. and even when we think about Sabbath as a time for prayer, that idea of silence is important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And kind of just cutting out the noise because, you know, we get stimulated by so many things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also there like to think about uh, what's underneath my motivations. So mm -hmm. in that silence, sometimes it is just stillness, but silence for me in Sabbath can give birth to reflection. And so sometimes I'll have these like very specific questions I work through and other times it's just more of an intuitive reflection mm -hmm. as I think about my day or the week and get really curious about how things went and what the Lord is trying to teach me and what he might be inviting me into. And, you know, I feel like bus busyness is the enemy of transformation. Mm -hmm. And so if, you know, I'm not continually fighting to make room for that reflection, it's going to be really hard for me to remain open and curious to how God wants to form me each and every day of my life. I think that yeah. brings up a good point about people might, because I had this mindset for a while, and other people listening might have it too, is that Sabbath is a nice extra. That if you ever have time for it, it's a mm -hmm. nice extra. But, um, but we should all just be working way more harder, you know. And like, but this is a, you know, this is a spiritual issue. Very much. Mm -hmm. And I would even say it's a spiritual warfare issue. Hmm. I mean, this is because we need to have that space in our hearts and minds and relationships for God to be at work. And nothing, nothing gets done in a hurry, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and so what would you say? Well, what are some of the excuses we have against Sabbath? That was something ancient from a long time ago that has nothing to do with life today. Mm. So we might even use Jesus <laughs> to say, oh, actually, we're freed from the law. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, it has no relevance. That's and a I pretty sophisticated that that, block. <laughs> yeah, it, but it, it fails to see the gift that Sabbath is, mm. that it's a gem, right? It's a diamond. Like I think one of the books we've read puts it that way, that mm -hmm. it is this beautiful gem that God's given us. And when we neglect it, we're neglecting our own experience of beauty and rest and being, um, or even the word integrity comes to mind because the word mm. integrity is the same root word for integrated, that everything's together, mm. that we are the same person publicly as we are privately, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and, and so when we neglect Sabbath, we're not integrated, we're, we're scattered, you know? Yeah, and yeah, it makes me think about maybe how we've gathered as God's people in these modern times, you know, last hundred plus years, it might even facilitate a little bit of compartmentalized living. Mm. And okay. so we're really at this point of realizing, gosh, well, how can we try something that we've never really seen or modeled or experienced? And that's not to throw, you know, Christian leaders under the bus, but rather if we were to take a bird's eye view of how we organize as God's people, I don't think we have a whole lot of reps 
of experiencing an integrated way of living, of running through the streets out of excitement, hmm. that it's our time to slow down. It's our time to proclaim, I am his, I am enough. He has given me good gifts to enjoy mm -hmm. and forget whatever else is going on around me because this matters most right now. Hmm. And so I don't, there's excuses, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. But I think one of the biggest gaps is a lack of modeling and experiencing it. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I think, you know, from a spiritual direction too, like, um, I think it's a great rebellion against the drives of, of this life. And I think I have some clarifying kind of questions sometimes I'll ask myself or I'll ask other people. It just struck me one time, but like if it was the case that I could not produce anything in my life, so if I was crippled or something like that or had a traumatic brain injury, um, would I still be enough before God? Like you can't preach anymore. You yeah, can't, right. You can't do can't anything visit people, vocationally. Can't, can't write anything. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. If if I could not contribute anymore, mm -hmm. would my worth be gone? Mm -hmm. Would I be worthless? And I think that's a question that we is useful because it helps us clarify what Sabbath is. It's like Sabbath is coming to terms with this fact that actually there will be a time in your life when you can't do anything useful. And when it comes to our salvation, you're already there. You can't do anything useful. Uh, and nonetheless, God is the one who has worked. He is the one who has said from the cross, it is finished, mm -hmm. you know. So come and find your rest in that. And if that's at the core of your identity, <laughs> um, you're really coming at a different place you're coming into your own life in a different place, different priorities, different ideas about your own work and labor. It's like, yeah, this is something that I get to do with the gifts that God has given to me for a time. Um, but my true identity is in the work of Christ on the cross, making me his own, and, um, and in the new creation, right? Um, that ultimate place that God has worked to bring me. And there, I'm, I'm going to rest there. <laughs> mm. Here, all my labor is going to be fleeting, actually, and eventually is going to fail to some degree. But there, it's already done. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take stock of that. I think that Sabbath, too, really kind of helps us to unearth some of those motives. Um, mm. Because if you're going to wrestle with Sabbath, if you're going to say, I can't do this, I don't want to do this, what if I did this, I'm scared a little bit, you know? Especially as, as a, you know, if you're living at a pace of life, if that treadmill is up to nine or ten, you're fearful about mm. <laughs> getting off without hurting yourself, you know. <laughs> uh, I know for me that there, there's been some underneath the surface reasons why I don't want to slow down. And, and we talked about this a little bit before, but, you know, it, why am I running at such a hard pace? Well, maybe I'm scared that somebody might point the finger at me and say, you're a bad pastor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or you didn't do the thing I wanted you to do. Um, and because there's an idol there, right? There's something I'm, worship, I'm fearing, loving, or trusting more than, than God. And that's 
another person's opinion of me, validation of me, where I can look at that and say, I am enough because I mm -hmm. was available all the time, no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a vulnerable place to go, right? <laughs> to kind of think through those things because there's a lot of layers there of, of mm -hmm. I think, insecurity that we have, especially as Christian leaders. I, mm -hmm. you, you mentioned, in a, this is one of your best lines in one of your sermons that I remember, Pastor Tim. You said, point blank, you know, pastors are really insecure people. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and we all are. I mean, yeah. we're all a mess of insecurity, but, but um, that's true. And I think that causes us to run, you know. So. Actually, um, Dirk Reek, uh, one of our professors and pastors from years past, he, he said, he was like totally honest about this kind of stuff. He's like, yeah, when I was a kid, I was super insecure. And I thought, I'll be a pastor. Everybody likes a pastor. You know, and at least I know God will like me, you know. <laughs> and it just kind of stuck with me as like, I kind of struck some truth, you know. It's like, right, oh, right. everybody likes a pastor, right? So maybe that would be a good place to find my worth. Yeah, unless you take a Sabbath and then they don't like you. <laughs> yeah, right. That was yeah. a joke. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Listening kidding. to you guys makes me think about how Sabbath is also a vehicle towards Christian maturity mm. and that mm. it really isn't all rainbows and puppy dogs and drinking our favorite mm. beverages and eating our favorite food. Well, that's certainly part <laughs> of it. Mm. Um, through that journey of reflection and rest uh, and constant reminders of we are enough, we do have to face all those voices and those experiences and those external pressures that would pull us away mm -hmm. from that way of living. And so um, really, I think about, mm. you know, as, as God's baptized people, his desire um, to move us towards maturity, that Sabbath really and truly is a consistent vehicle he uses individually and communally and that this is a journey to be done together, yeah. whether we are married or unmarried, um, mm -hmm. within friend groups and coworkers, that while, you know, historically Sabbath was a 24-hour period, I'm, I'm all for Sabbath rhythms daily mm. and yep. quarterly and annually to different frequencies. So, you know, what are some practical ways that we can even take very small steps in our communities of, mm -hmm. to borrow your words, Pastor John, creating pause, creating yeah. those Sabbath moments? Even if it's, I'm taking five minutes at lunch to read a psalm mm -hmm. and be silent. Mm -hmm. Or I'm taking time between the, the end of the workday where I lay down one vocation and go home and take up another vocation. Can I put a little bit of space in between that, like a buffer mm -hmm. to, to rest and pause and to kind of lay things down and, and then hmm. enter into that vocation one, one thought that came to my mind a little bit to your, your point was, you know, it's not all rainbows and whatever, you know, Sabbath. I think we could even say that Sabbath is self-negation in a way. And it, it is taking up our cross to an extent. It is discipleship. Because in order to have a pattern of work and rest, we have to say no, right? So I hmm. think of families who are, I think, our instinct as families too sometimes is that we sign up for everything or you know if you're in college sign up for everything and we're running all these different directions and we're tired and we're stressed out burnt on both ends and we've never really taken inventory of everything we're doing and asking why are we even doing it 
I think churches too, right? Churches. Mm. Yeah, they can be. Do churches even know why they're doing what they're doing? All this stress and energy and, and sometimes even frustration of, we have to do this thing. And it's like, well, have we ever thought about why we're doing it? So that's just kind of a, a thought too, is like we might have to just take inventory and say no to some things. And that might be kind of painful. Yeah, it's really hard to imagine a different future if you don't understand your present. And we subconsciously mm. add and add and add and add. Um, you know, a very interesting practical take home you could do is just simply Google time log. And of course, there's digital versions of this too. But, you know, Google spit up a PDF and you can hit print. Really pay attention to how you spend your time about four days in a row. And you might surprise yourself mm-hmm. how you're spending your time and what you're committed to. But I would say that's really kind of the first part of this Sabbath journey is really understanding your current life rhythms. Hmm. Yeah. And, and not just immediately saying yes to everything. And so, for example, um, one of the books we've read, Emotionally Healthy Leadership by uh, Pete Scazzaro, he's talking about how you know, in his own professional life, there's a lot of these invitations to speak and to present and um, to travel. And he would just say yes to all these things instinctively because I'm serving the Lord and I'm successful. Mm. And But then he began to really put all of those commitments through the, le- uh, the, the filter of prayer of, does the Lord want me to do this? Does it make my marriage healthier? or less healthy, um, does, uh, is this crowding my Sabbath? And also, what are, what are my motivations for doing it? Um, is it pride? Is it fear? Is it, yeah. So kind of to wrap up here, I, I'm just imagining somebody listening to this conversation and thinking, I don't even know where to start. Um, I'm so neck deep in busyness that I don't even hmm. know what to do. What, what might be just some next steps? Like we're, we're not going to be perfect, but we practice, right? And just like you mentioned, Tim, like we regress, we go back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, but what are maybe just some like basic first steps? Yeah, I would say the first step is don't do it alone. Mm, okay. Yeah. Can you guys Hmm. imagine if you didn't have the peer group, Mm -hmm. if you didn't have the time to read and wonder and reflect and get curious about what it means for you personally, and if you didn't have the time for one-on-one coaching, would you have made the progress and practicing that you made if you simply took it on by yourself? What do you think? Nope. (laughs) That didn't take very long. I think I make a lot of excuses for myself, you know, and and then wiggle my way out yeah that, that's a good point and, yeah. and it's not the first thought I had so I'm glad you brought it up it's like maybe you need a partner because yeah you're the problem <laughs> <laughs> like you're creating the problem with yeah. your own system so maybe you need to find some outside help so that 
Yeah. Yeah. You don't so, just go so what I'm not pattern. saying is go hire a leadership coach, although you can if you want. Yeah, that'd be cool. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but rather God has given us the gift of Christian community. He mm-hmm. is a relational God who mm-hmm. has connected us back to Himself through Jesus, and who connects us mm-hmm. and strengthens us as His people. And so, we can't do this journey alone because our natural tendency is to that of status quo, mm-hmm. and we're in deep status quo culturally around busyness. And so, it's already going to be a huge uphill battle. <laughs> regardless. So I would say that is the very first step is realize you can't do it alone and then pinpoint, I don't know, maybe one or two other people who could join you in the journey of getting curious about it. And so it's like, well, what do I read? Of course, the Bible's a great starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, Pastor John, you've mentioned the book, The Emotionally Healthy Leader by uh, Peter Scazzaro. It really is a comprehensive book that explores, um, you know, it says leader, but you can say any person really, because we all influence how their inner life is connected to their outer life um, in their spheres of influence. Well, there is an entire um, section in part one that really explores uh, Sabbath. And I just really believe that uh, Peter Scazzaro does a good job of making uh, Sabbath very practical in flowing out of the scripture and a variety of Christian traditions. And so mm-hmm. we know that when we um, say those creeds and those things, and we say one holy and apostolic Christian church, that these practices are wide and varied over a long period of time. And so I, I just really appreciate Peter Scazzaro's perspectives of weaving in the breadth breadth and depth of all of those traditions. And so not only should you grab a person or two, but pick something to read. And, you know, Emotionally Healthy Leader isn't the only thing you can can read. He actually offers a great kind of bibliography in there. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a good starting point for you then to get curious about other things to read. And essentially looking at your people and asking the question, what's one step I can take? And why do I want to do it? Mm -hmm. And hey, I want to say this out loud to you. And next time we connect, can you ask me how it's going and what I'm learning? And I promise you, you will make far more progress than Hmm. if you were alone and you were reflective and you said someday, someday, someday. Mm -hmm. That's why people work out together, right? Yeah. It's like when I work out by myself, I can always convince myself, I think I'm done. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's right. But yeah, I I love that idea of, of having somebody to be on that journey with you and really to ask you those questions, not in like a guilty way, but just in a, hey, we're doing this together. And maybe to challenge you to say, um, did you take your day off this week? Like, how did it go? Or, or maybe your first step is gonna be something with the phone. I, I, I think that's like the biggest thing, right? Yeah. These days is like, how many different dings and Buzzes. notifications, like, yeah. um, my uh, my life hack for this is I have on my day off I'll put like gym shorts on you know for most if I'm doing stuff around the house and I have a pair of shorts that have no pockets and that's my day off shorts there you go <laughs> because there's no pockets I can't put my phone in my pocket and get bothered by it yeah. or sucked into it I mean my naturally mm-hmm. it'd be real easy just to waste two hours on a phone watching cat videos on exactly YouTube. yeah yeah and yeah. ignore my kids and ignore more life-giving things that i could be doing on my day off you know yeah there's wisdom in that 
Yeah, way to pay attention to habit yeah. science. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, like what can we do to trigger us into certain practices? Yeah. Pastor Tim, you're like, I don't need no pocket for this phone. Yeah. Be I'm gone. Day off shorts. I'm going to yeah. market that and sell it. Day off shorts. <laughs> yeah. Next, uh, all church workers conference, you should have a booth. Shorts with no pockets. Yeah. <laughs> church worker shorts. Liturgical yeah. colors. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll, st- we'll stop okay. there. <laughs> well, Vanessa, the thanks attire. for your time. Thanks for, well, I mean, just thanks for the influence you've had in our lives and, and, uh, and just thanks for taking the time to sit down with us. And, and uh, you know, we're all kind of tired from our conference and I think I'm going to go home and maybe take a nap. Sabbath a little bit, man. Sabbath a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, you are very welcome and your growth sustains my growth and God has given us each other on this lifelong baptismal journey and so the joy is mine thanks for the conversation All right see you next time